Hello and welcome everyone to our first episode of Psychologically Linked, where I, Sally, your unqualified host, talk through some of our experiences that we go through in life and what they mean for our psychology. So for our first episode today, as you can see by the title, we will be covering the topic of narcissism, so the need for excessive attention and admiration. Firstly, um, we'll start off by breaking down what narcissism is. So narcissism is actually a feature of mental health and people with these traits are typically selfish, you know, self-centered and feeling like they have an entitlement. So people um, with narcissistic traits usually lack empathy towards their victims and, you know, want to be the center of their attention and admiration. Their uh, traits also include wanting to be, you know, or being egoistic, you know, shameless and believing that others are inferior to them, which basically means that they see people as being of a lower rank uh, status or having the low ability than them. Now, I'm just going to dive a little deeper and break down these different traits that I mentioned above and why a narcissist basically lacks or acts in these ways. So firstly, the lack of empathy from the research that I've done over the last couple of days is that the a narcissist lacks um, the emotion of empathy due to their past traumas and experiences. So the lack of empathy is a natural consequence of their primary caretakers basically incompletely um, empathizing during their childhood developments so they struggle with the failure of internalized stable and positive self-image of themselves basically as they were not admired and or understood um, during their upbringing by their caretakers and you know therefore they don't understand or recognize another person's um, emotional state so this feeling develops at an early stage in life and it really depends on the kind of interactions that you have growing up and the kind of family environment that you grew up in whether they you know you grew up recognizing um, and being aware of self and also um, conscious and having concern for others so I personally have an experience with dealing with narcissism and I dated one when I was around 18 19 and the manipulation was really you guys like I'm talking about this person making me feel like nobody really liked me and I really couldn't depend on anybody whether it was my friends or family but I could only depend on them and you know come and seek approval from them basically and it took me about a year before I could really finally manage to escape that relationship even though you know till today there's a part of me that um, does not really blame them because I've been around their family and you know uh, lived with uh, their family for a bit, uh, like a couple of months, and I could see where 
it was coming from and it was one of the saddest things that i've ever had to experience to be honest seeing that trauma and mindset being passed down from you know their parents and onto the children and the lack of emotion and you know how dismissive they were towards the children and you know this particular family you know basically showed no emotion outside of anger and disappointment basically and it was really sad to see because you know now these children are going to pass on that trauma and treatment because they don't know anything outside of that but um, going back to this I was also able to find the two components of empathy and they are firstly cognitive empathy which refers to how an individual um, perceives and understands other people's emotions so they can also be a dark side to this kind of empathy you know and those who fall within the dark side you know so you know narcissist um uh those who are you know cunning and being manipulative you know unemotional and just having a high self-interest and also sociopaths um fit in within that dark side you know no also known as antisocial you know have this ability while having no emotional concern for their victims or others so the second component is um effective or emotional empathy which is um important because it is when you feel along with the other person so having emotional empathy is a very important in life as it enables us to tune into other people's um in a emotional world so when our range of emotion is limited we are not able to recognize um the different feelings in others because we do not have access to those kind of feelings and emotions so for example a sociopath who only knows the feelings of anger and uh self pity would not be able to recognize other feelings outside of that in others because they do not process they don't know how to process those other emotions you know such as happiness and love um and basically having that um self love themselves versus someone who is um has a very high range um in emotion and is able to recognize those different types of feelings and also rec- be able to recognize those feelings in others as well so there was a professor called Simon Baron uh from the University of Cambridge in England who explored new ideas about empathy and you know has suggested that the level of empathy that one has um depends on the experiences um and the conditions that we face and that at the end of the day we have uh, a predetermined level of empathy that we return to at the end of the day which he called the empathy spectrum so like i said before how a sociopath you know um knows only the feeling of anger and self pity even though he might be introduced to these other feelings of happiness and love 
at the end of the day um he's going to go back to his predetermined level of empathy which is the anger and self-pity so now moving on to the subsection on why um narcissists want to be admired and be the center of attention so they need this kind of attention due to them not um feeling special within themselves and you know growing up having to feel powerless and you know beneath others so they want to feel superior to those that are around them and we need to be aware of this um kind of emotions happening especially when we look for partners because what attracts us when we first meet someone at the end of the day is not always what's going to make us happy in the long run so it's only a matter of time before you actually start to see their true colors and um their second face basically starts to show so a narcissistic uh person needs to feel that admiration to boost their self-esteem because within themselves they feel a sense of worthlessness and um emptiness inside so by you know trying working and achieving higher goals and wanting to be powerful they are doing this to fill in that void and you know wanting to be validated by the outside world that's outside of them because internally they are empty shells basically and you know in turn that you know gets them away from that worthlessness and you know that's slowly torturing them from the inside you know i'm sure we all know um that deep down what everyone truly wants at the end of the day is you know that feeling of hope and wanting to be loved but though a narcissist you know they want those feelings even though they're on they don't know how to reciprocate because it's not a feeling that they are familiar with and they usually doubt the authenticity of any love that's shown to them um in their adolescence or adulthood because it's not a feeling that they are familiar with growing up now um i've also grown in a narcissistic household as you know many of us probably have and where you know everything just had to be done a certain way and they heavily cared about what the outside world thought rather than focusing on what um their kids wanted and you know i know a lot of people who grew up in a narcissistic household in a similar way and you know one thing that i truly found in common with them was the you know how culture was always used an excuse like oh that's how we culturally do things or you know you have parents who grew up um saying that that was how they were raised to be so they are doing the same thing to their children not being aware of the damage that they are doing to their kids and the kind of uh, trauma generational trauma they are passing down the line whether it's knowingly or unknowingly so when it comes to treatment of um narcissism there isn't really a proper cure for you know narcissistic personality disorder but seeing a therapist helps you know being able to talk to someone to develop you know your poor self esteem and have that empathy and be more 
realistic and have realistic expectations from others. So being able to talk to someone during therapy also um, helps build that awareness and, you know, develop the different understanding of emotion and why you behave the way that you do and in turn of course when you start to recognize these kind of emotions you're able to have better stable relationship with those that are around you and you start to recognize your strength and weaknesses so you also learn to accept criticism and accepting the fact that it is okay to fail sometimes you know everything is not always a win-win sometimes you need to fail in order for you to go back brainstorm and come back better and also to develop you know realistic goals within one's capacity what you can do Uh, i just want to say that you know if you or you know anyone that's living or in some type of a relationship with a narcissist that you know learn to set goals for yourself and also set boundaries. Uh, never let um, them what they how they view you get to you, and don't get caught up in the way of how they think and view you. Uh, and definitely be prepared for that relationship to change once you set those um, boundaries around. And also don't take anything that they say to you personally, and you know let go of having to seek their approval for things and you know there are people out there that are ready to help and support you during these times whenever you need it and this brings me to an article piece from the medical news today on a report that was done and they found that narcissistic personality disorder was um, significantly more prevalent um, among black adults, Hispanic people, um, younger adults and those who experienced separation or divorced and the last one that kind of shook me a bit was also in adults who have never been married before which I'm kind of on the fence about for me personally (laughs) I'm not sure about that one but then again it could probably be um, depend on the context and the reasoning as to why they chose not to get married whether it was due to selfish reasons or not but i don't know about that one i would love to hear your thoughts and ideas on that one you guys can let me know i'll post a snippet of this episode on our our instagram page and you guys can comment down below and let me know what you think um and you know i'd really like to hear your thoughts because that's an interesting one But if you or anyone is, you know, currently going through any kind of mental health and don't be afraid to reach out. Help is always there when you need it. So I'll just link you um, with a couple of services if you need for further support or experiencing any kind of mental health at the moment. So for crisis and suicide prevention, you can contact Lifeline Australia on 13 11 14. That's Lifeline Australia on 13 11 14. And if you are suffering from anxiety or depression, you can contact Beyond Blue on 1300 224636. That beats, uh, that's Beyond Blue on 1300 
0800-246-4636 and this is their 24-7 um, line and also for any male listeners out there I know that um, mental health in men is not really talked about I've also got a helpline for you guys here that's Men's Line Australia on 1-300-789978 Men's Line Australia on 1-300-789978 and their service is also a 24-7 um, telephone line and they do also offer online support services so this concludes our first episode you guys and i just want to say a really big thank you for those that stayed all the way to the end and we'll see you guys on our next episode